Hi, One Goal community. It's Elaine Boyd, Pelotonia's Event and Volunteer Operations Coordinator. Since 2008, Pelotonia has raised over $236 million for innovative cancer research. And thanks to our partners, 100% of those funds have gone directly to research at the James at Ohio State. Together, we will see an end to cancer. To get involved in our one goal, visit pelotonia.org. That's pelotonia.org, or click on the link in the episode notes. This podcast is powered by Pelotonia. To learn more about our goal 10 cancer, visit pelotonia.org or see the link in the show notes. This podcast is fun. This is one of my favorite parts of my role. These stories are, are so unique, are so special. This is a keepsake. What our team is working on right now, sort of new things we're going to launch in 2022. I have never been as excited as I am right now. Welcome to One Goal, a storytelling podcast from Pelotonia. We're a passionate community dedicated to funding innovative cancer research. I'm your host and president of Pelotonia, Joe Apgar. Your journey with us to the finish line begins now. Pelotonia is powered by an unstoppable community, and it's through research we will see an end to cancer. We want to thank our major funding partners for making all of this possible. The American Electric Power Foundation, Huntington, the L Brands Foundation, and Peggy and Richard Santulli. When you're done experiencing this episode, we'd be honored if you could leave a review or share it with family and friends. This really helps extend the impact of this series and helps further our one goal. And now, on to the episode. Welcome to the final episode of season three of our One Goal podcast at Pelotonia. I am the president of Pelotonia, Joe Apgar, and I am here with our podcast producer, Vince Tornero. Vince, welcome. Joe, it is uh, great to be here on this podcast, man. So we've got something pretty special lined up for today yep. uh, for this last episode. So what is it? What do we got? So what we're going to do is actually go through a review of season three. And, you know, there may be some folks who see, you know, all like 14, 15 episodes in a season. And it's a little intimidating. So this is kind of like the Reader's Digest version of One Goal Season 3. So. Spark, uh, uh, spark Notes, is that yes. what the, from, yes. from from the college and high school days? That, spark, that, that spark helped notes. me uh, pass many a classes. So yeah, so yeah, what we're going to do is go through uh, seven moments. This is not like a, a I don't want to think that this is like a greatest hits. This is just moments of impact that uh, we pulled from this season. And I think that this is a great cramming for the test, the Sparks Notes, like you said, to learn more about the community and to have a desire to want to get involved. Because when you hear these things, and you hear the dedication that folks have to this this cause and this goal. Um, how could you not want to be part of that? I love it. I love it. So let's uh, let's dive into the first one. What's uh, what's on deck first? Okay. So episode one of season three was with uh, Alec Temple, and Alec uh, was married to Hallie. And uh, I think it'd be important for you to explain who Hallie was to the community. Yeah. So uh, Hallie Hirschberger was. Um, was one of our interns uh, several years ago and had been a pediatric cancer uh, survivor, but had a really long journey in history with cancer and, and recurrence. And um, I've probably never met anyone with as positive of an attitude uh, than Hallie. And she was sort of just one of those people that walked in the room and lit it up. And, um, you know, obviously having the opportunity to sit down with Alec, her, her husband, and um, after her passing, uh, it was a really emotional episode and really the perfect way to kick off season three. 
So here is a clip from the episode Strongest Person in the Room. This is Alec describing the moment when he drove to the hospital to see Hallie. You know, get in the car and uh, probably the fastest I've ever driven uh, in my life from, you know, Upper Arlington all the way up to uh, the Cleveland Clinic. Um, and then uh, and then when I get there, uh, her dad was the one to come down to greet me. You know, I walked in. Um, her family was completely surrounding her um, in, in the ICU room. Um, and the only dry face in that room was hers. Everybody else, obviously, I mean, in that situation, you knew they were upset. Um, but she was there in her bed, um, just being as, as she would for, you know, for her whole life was being the strongest person in the room. When everybody left was when she finally was able to pull that wall down and we could be real with each other. As soon as people were back in, it was tears off of her face. What do we need to do, doctor? It was just an unyielding perseverance. Yeah, so that... um tears in my eyes um yeah that was uh you know after Hallie had gotten some more bad news and you know this is 10 12 years in her cancer journey and and just sort of recurrence after recurrence of of cancer and it's one of those things a lot of people that have gone through a cancer journey have heard you know you have cancer once um or or maybe twice um and they've gotten bad news a couple times but I have never met anyone who had received as much bad news as Hallie and it never phased her. It gives you perspective. And I feel like I've got a unique perspective on life going through my own cancer journey. But when I look at someone like Hallie and what she went through, it's just a whole different level. And I think to, for Alec to be such a strong partner along, along her journey. And Alec is an amazing human being himself. And you just think about, I just think about how special both of them are, how special they were together. Um, I just think too, when, when, when you think about that, you see, you know, so much in the news about like negativity and like how, you know, this is happening, that's happening. And yes, there, there's a lot of bad things floating around, but it's amazing when you put somebody like Alec and Hallie into a different situation, you just see a blossoming of of a beautiful part of humanity that I think can and does exist in so many of us. Yeah. And and I think the special thing for Hallie and and with Alec and and really Hallie's entire family, this is just the beginning of Hallie's legacy. Oh yeah. Um, you know, they're starting a foundation called Share Your Story. Uh Hallie's story is going to live on for a really long time and it's going to impact tons and tons of people in a really positive way. And I think, you know, what an amazing legacy to leave on this earth. Absolutely. So the uh, the next clip that we're going to talk about is uh, season three, episode two. So following the uh, the episode with uh, Alec and Hallie, which we just talked about, um, Ethan Zahn, uh, you know, uh, famous for his uh, his time on Survivor. How did he get connected to the community? He had known Doug for a long time. So Ethan was a former professional soccer player. You know, Doug was a, a 
big soccer player at Brown and, um, you know, as, as part of his youth and they both went through some more cancer experiences. And, um, uh, so they had known each other since back in the Livestrong days, but had reconnected and Ethan came in and just loved everything about Pelotonia and, and safe to say we loved everything about him too. So this was actually a question that came towards the end of the interview with Ethan Zahn. And the question was, um, what did he talk about with his dad when he had cancer? Because Ethan's first introduction to cancer was through his father's experience. And so that question, I think, really kind of uh, uh, brought forth a, a beautiful moment that I'm happy to say was in the podcast. Well, to be honest, I remember what I didn't talk to my dad about. It's going to sound weird, but as like a 14-year-old boy, like I don't ever remember like saying, I love you to my dad. You know, maybe I said it in passing or it was at a birthday. I love you, dad. But like, I never like had the conversation to let him know, like, listen, I love you. You're my father. And, you know, yeah. thank you for coming to my soccer games and, you know, driving me around and just being the best father ever. I just, I never had that opportunity and I missed that chance. And so that stuck with me for my whole life. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Probably some of the reasons for, for my issues in life anyway. But um you know, that for me, just, I tell people things now, like I am fairly open book with a lot of yep. people because I feel like nothing is more empowering than the truth. What's interesting about that is, you know, once you get to know Ethan, he is an open book. And at first you're like, wow, like this guy's so interesting. He's kind of mysterious. He lives in the woods, you know, up in New Hampshire and he was on Survivor and he won. And, you know, he then went through his own cancer experience. So he had this experience of, of losing his father. Um, but then he goes through his own cancer experience. And I think anybody that's been sort of in the throes of that, you get a really clear look at like, oh man, this could be it. This could be the end of me. Um, I think that's the kind of stuff that races through your head is like, if you left today, would you be happy with how you lived? Yeah. I think, um, I think moments like that, speak to me because my dad um, is in his mid-70s um, and it just makes you realize the most important thing that we have is time. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the things I've learned from Ethan is like simplicity of life, very distinct beauty in simplicity in life. And um, that's a lot of what I think about is, you know, from being a dad and uh, obviously a relatively new dad. Uh, my daughter's almost three it's like, what are the little moments that you're enjoying and being present for? And like, that's the stuff you remember at the end of the day. Um, you know, like Ethan said, like his dad's going to the soccer games. Like that's what people remember, right? Is you showed up at the soccer game, not, you know, some award you won or something else. And so it's, I think it's a really powerful, really powerful sentiment. So tell me about Mike Perry. This guy is a legend for sure. So Mike Perry is... Um, one of the longest tenured Pelotonia riders, supporters, advocates, all around amazing human being. It's an open invitation to join Mike on a ride. And, you know, I bet you thousands of people in our community have ridden with Mike uh, over the years. And he's just, he's a special one of a kind human being. We, we recently, um, this year, we, we launched our first ever like real Pelotonia awards. And we actually awarded Mike the Pelotonia Legacy Award. He is a shining example of uh, of what an amazing advocate and community member looks like. 
Let's uh, hear a clip from that episode that Mike Perry was on. This is the episode titled Blind Confidence, Season 3, Episode 4. And this was a great moment, Joe, um, that stuck with me. This was our my second time to, to Athens. And we're at the Logan rest stop, so we're 70 miles in. And I see a lady all scraped up and bandaged up. And I approached her and said, oh my gosh, what happened? Oh, I had a spill. Is it bad? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty tore up. And I looked at her and I said, man, and we're just 30 miles from the end. It's, it's, I said to her, it's a shame your day has to end this way. And she says to me with a little grin, she says, oh, I'm not stopping. I'm going on. And I just, I high-fived her. I looked at her. I said, you really get what this is all about, don't you? Did not say a word. She turns around, makes sure I see her survivor jersey, and walks away. Yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty incredible story. And that was, he was referencing the old route down to Ohio University in, in Athens there. Um, it's fascinating. So, so one, uh, I, you know, obviously want to say we try to take care of people that fall as much as we possibly can. We've got a lot of medical volunteers and all that stuff, but... Um, that is probably like the spirit of Pelotonia wrapped up. And I think, you know, you listen to that clip and, you know, Mike says, oh, you know, you really get what this is about. And that's all before she turned around and showed her survivor jersey. And the pride that goes along with wearing a survivor jersey in Pelotonia is pretty amazing. I'm, I know just from talking to Mike, that is one of many, many moments like that, that really embodies the spirit of Pelotonia. Yeah, it's uh, it's sweet. It's sweet. Uh, somebody else that was involved with the community uh, who is certainly a sweet and uh, empowering, inspiring, motivating individual was uh, Wendy Chioji. She was uh, quite a special person to a lot of people. Wendy was uh, a news reporter for a long time. She was high energy. She was an athlete. Um, sort of a, you met her and the first time I met her, I, I thought two things. And I didn't really know a lot about her when I met her. I was sort of, you know, blindly introduced to her. And um, wow, she has an amazing amount of energy. And this woman has a zest for life and experience that, like, if you could bottle up and sell it, you would be worth a trillion dollars. Um, and and she always made you feel like, like you've been friends forever. Like the second time I sat down with her, I felt like I had known her forever. Um, so there's a beautiful thing about just having the opportunity to to talk with her, to learn from her, and um, to share some experiences with her. This was in an interview that she did, um, and we were able to pull a, a wide variety of clips together so folks could really get an active uh, active feel for, uh, for Wendy in this episode. So here's a clip from that episode. I've never been afraid. I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of pain. I'm not afraid of uh, feeling badly. I don't like it but I'm not afraid of it. So I think that uh, fear never never has weighed in as part of the equation, um, just makes me more stubborn and I'm that. Gosh, I hope that we're talking cures for cancer um, in 10 years, if everybody works together. So the more that we can collaborate um, and work together and work toward the same goal and not do duplicate research and waste money that way, the quicker we're gonna come up to that goal. And I totally think it's reachable. Yeah. So she, uh, she was extremely special and, uh, she came 
up to ride um, in the ride several times and and ultimately passed away uh, after a long, long battle with cancer. Um, she, you know, one of the re- the coolest things was she got to see us announce the immunotherapy um, Peloton Institute, Institute for Immunotherapy. And she was trying different immunotherapies and she believed in research and she believed in pushing forward science. And, you know, you talk about someone that, that in a lot of ways recognized she might not have had a lot of time left, but had so much hope for the future and for other people and, and recognized that her, her battle could inspire people, could help people. And it's, you know, it, it, Peloton is full of people like Wendy and I think that's one of the most special parts about our community. I remember one of the things after I had a few conversations with her and, and, and got to know her pretty well was like, holy cow, like she's done a lot of cool things. Yeah. Right. And so, and then, and then you sort of learn more about her and, and having conversations with Doug. And it's like, her thing was to just say yes to stuff. Like yeah. if something yep. was interesting, she yep. was saying yes to it. And it wasn't, you know, I got to think about it. I'm going to noodle on it forever. And, you know, him and Ha, it's like, you got one chance at life and like, just say yes to something that might be really fun, might be a little scary. And there's a lesson there, right? Um, she, she did not live as long as a lot of other people in her life uh, will ultimately live, but she lived while she was here. And I think that's pretty amazing. Absolutely. Another pretty amazing story is uh, season three, episode seven, uh, this was uh, Abigail's radiation ride, kind of a, a a social media star of sorts for the community. Yeah, I just uh, got a chance to talk to her uh, during the last week, and you know, someone you know similar age as me, young, uh, goes through a really uh, really traumatic and you know cancer experience. But uh, one of the things that you know right off the bat with Abigail is is one, she's going to put up a fight, and two, she is surrounded by people that love her. Um, and that sort of just radiates from her. And when you hear her talk about her cancer experience, it is not just her cancer experience. Like it's a cancer experience of sort of everyone around her. And, um, she is incredibly special. Here is a uh, clip from that episode, Abigail's radiation ride. And the reason why we titled it that is because that was the hashtag she used when sharing her journey on social media. So this is season three, episode seven. And here is the clip. I have images of Mark and moments that we have, you know, flashing through my mind. I have my two stepkids and I have memories with them and there's so much more I want to do in the future. I think about my mom. I think about my three sisters, my dad. I mean, it was just almost like a collection of photos as my body is completely rigid and still in bed that I have these images that are just passing through my mind rapidly. And at this point, I'm honestly wondering, am I quite possibly having a psychotic break right now? Has the stress peaked? Yeah. I, I mean, I honestly couldn't reach for the phone. I couldn't pick it up. At some point, tears are running down my face, but I'm not moving. I'm not sobbing. This isn't like a release. It was just, I was stuck in a state of, of fear. Yeah. I mean, and the only thing that I could think of was that I was going to die. Yeah. You know, for the first time in my life, I faced my own mortality head on and I just had to see it through. I think it's incredible that when folks come on this podcast, Joe, that people will be so open and willing to share some of those most private moments on this podcast, which I think what makes this 
so powerful. Yeah. And, you know, I, one of the things I know we talked about, I've never met, you know, somebody that's been through a cancer experience that didn't remember in detail, like the worst of it, the worst night, the worst morning, the worst, whatever, the worst part of treatment. And, you know, that was her describing this, the scene that, you know, she, she was like quarantined upstairs because it's during COVID. So she's going through all that literally by herself. It's amazing reflection when people can share their stories like that and freely and openly. And like, she's on the other side of that now. And um, it's like, how do you look back on that experience? How do you remember that experience for the rest of your life? And I think that's just part of what builds the, the perspective that, that you can have when you're a survivor. Season three, episode eight, episode titled Opportunities for Good, an interview that uh, you did with a guy that uh, the community that uh, that we all know and love, Mr. Doug Ullman. So uh, I was going to say, tell us about this guy, but uh, what don't people know about Doug Ullman? That's the, that's the better question. What don't people know about him? Uh, you know, he's, a, he's a, a standing desk kind of guy when we're in the office. He loves tortilla chips, uh, does not drink coffee. He doesn't drink coffee? No, I don't know how he doesn't drink coffee. He doesn't drink coffee. One time accidentally drank tea that had caffeine in it, and our entire team was worried about him. So, um, you know, he was he was going <laughs> off the walls. But uh, Oh, man. You no, know, he's a fascinating human being. He's an amazing mentor, leader, uh, someone I'm really proud to call a friend, and um, we're happy to have him sort of leading us into the future. This is towards the end of the episode, season three, episode eight of One Goal, where uh, Doug talks about his hope for the future and uh, the organization too. You know, organizationally, what I would say is, you know, this is our 13th year. And so in the scheme of growth, we're still pretty young. And yet we've had tremendous growth and we've gone through some challenges, bumps in the road, pandemic and non-pandemic related and we've made it through with unlimited opportunity in front of us and now an incredible team and infrastructure to go seize these opportunities we have unlimited growth potential that's why i'm excited because we now have the right goals for our five-year sort of horizon we've got the right team and now it's on us to execute and so who wouldn't want that chance? I think personally, it is hard. I mean, I think about it a lot. You know, people that are no longer here and I feel in some ways a, a sense of responsibility to keep going. And I also feel like we have to constantly remember how fortunate we are to be here with the opportunity to literally save and change people's lives. Pelotonia is about the community and the stories and the platform that they have developed. And we're just stewards in some ways. And so I'm continually inspired by your leadership and also by the community at large. And that's what's going to fuel us towards our audacious goals. Yeah. So he said something sort of really interesting there that um, I think stuck with a lot of people. But, uh, you know, he said, we're just stewards sort of of the organization. And, and one of the things he and I talk about a lot and, and we share with our team and, and have shared with people in the community is like, none of us feel like Pelotonia is ours. We are very much just fortunate yeah. to be able to call Pelotonia our work yeah. and keep the organization growing and alive. It is the community's organization. It is the organization of everyone that's ever participated. That's sweet. And we're leading it right now. and. 
there's a lot of news that can come your way that could get you really down. The opposite of that is getting to see what's going on in the world of research and how far we're moving the needle and how fast we're moving. My favorite thing to do is talk to the fellows, the Pelotonia fellows, um, often undergraduate or graduate students that, that receive funding to pursue some, you know, crazy piece of research or idea. Like that's the future, right? I mean, what greater work can you have than to do that? So the uh, episode that uh, I really like putting together is my producer and I went out and we uh, really had the opportunity to see the community come together, which of course, you know, it's ride weekend. Yeah, it's chaos, complete chaos. And and you and your squad are out there and, you know, grabbing people and interviewing them and you get them in the, in the, the throes of the moment of like victory and crossing the finish line. And it's, uh, it's pretty special. This is the episode One Mile Closer. Uh, that was season three, episode 10 of the Pelotonia One Goal podcast. My name is Teresa Reeves, and I've been biking for about four years. I've always supported other riders, but because of the fee, I haven't been able to really participate the fundraising. But this year, a benefactor reached out and said they wanted to increase diversity in Pelotonia. And I bike with a group called Black Girls Do Bike in Columbus. It is a national organization. And so the benefactor said they would cover part of our costs if we participated. So I decided this was perfect. Cancer touches everybody's lives. As a teacher, I once had a student in my classroom that was diagnosed with cancer, and I remember just going to Children's Hospital and seeing him. He is a survivor, so that is great, but I remember looking at this little six-year-old and thinking, we gotta find a cure for this, we have to do it. This is such a powerful and meaningful um, mission to be a part of, and I think the experience is wonderful. I just hope that Pelotonia helps to get us one step closer to ending it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. So she uh, she mentioned she was part of a, a group called Black Girls Do Bike, which is a new Peloton this year, and uh, amazing, amazing group of women and um, really role models for the rest of the community. And um, so it's fun to to hear about her experience. And, um, you know, what sort of sticks out to me is uh, I always say everybody's got a story, right? Like everybody has a connection to cancer. I have never met a single person that didn't have a connection to cancer. And, you know, having a six-year-old student um, diagnosed and that now calls themselves a survivor, it's um, every sort of vantage point uh, of a cancer journey exists. And that's bringing me back memories of just hearing the cowbells in the background and people cheering. And I can't wait to get to ride weekend 2022. So folks want to submit some stuff for season four. How can they do that? How do they reach out? Social media? What's, what's yeah, the... Yeah, I mean, reach out anyway. Social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, our emails, pelotonia at pelotonia.org. You can email me, japgar at pelotonia.org. Um, Find your way into sort of into the universe of our of our inbox, and uh, and we we want to hear we want to hear what you want to hear. So, um, would love to 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 be on the intake of of some of those ideas. And let me just say uh, personally, it is a, a privilege to do this for the community. To have the ability to do this means so much. So when I think about sitting down, listening to the audio, capturing these stories, it is it is a wonderful responsibility. I think you know these stories are 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 so unique, are so special. And one of the things, and, and you always hear me sort of share it with our guests, you know, before we, we kick off the podcast, like this is a keepsake. And 
I think you've done a fantastic job, you and your team, at putting together something that is a keepsake for these people. And um, and I think that's really special. And then just the selflessness of the community. And I think one of the things I think about a lot is, um, you know, obviously I have my own personal cancer experience. My sister has also had cancer. And and so a lot of times I, I try to view things through the vantage point of of my parents and caretakers. And people that haven't had cancer themselves, but have been so adjacent to it that it impacts their lives just as much. And um, if you want to meet a selfless person that will do anything for anyone, go find the spouse, the loved one, the best friend, the son, the daughter, the parent of someone going through cancer. Um, you know, those those are are some of the real heroes in our community and in, in this world. And um, shout out to to really anyone that is uh, is supporting anyone going through their own cancer journey. But to me, that's that's the embodying, embodiment of the Pelotonia spirit. So, um, you know, this this podcast is fun. This is one of my favorite parts of, of my role, really, is just getting to dive really deep on some of these stories with people and, and to meet community members in a way that, you know, you never would. What I love about doing this podcast so much is the fact that this takes an element of the community and says, we're preserving this. And to have an opportunity to be a part of that, there's no word that describes that level of humility to have the honor of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, uh, this is a great way to wrap up season three and we'll be back next year with more, more podcasts and more stories for sure. And I think, you know, when I think about what our team is working on right now, sort of in preparation and sort of new things we're going to launch in 2022. I have never been as excited as I am right now uh, about the upcoming year. I think 2022 is going to be an absolutely magical year. I think it's going to be uh, full of surprises for people. I think what we're really focused on is taking another one or two or three steps into the storytelling and the authenticity that the Pelotoni community is. And um, I think people are going to really see it. I think they're going to feel it. I think um, everything about 2022 is going to be exceptional and fun. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to, to helping make it happen. This has been One Goal, a storytelling podcast from Pelotonia. I'm your host, cancer survivor and president of Pelotonia, Joe Apgar. Interview and production scheduling by our marketing and communications team, Gabby Blauert, John Tolbert, and Alita Smith. One Goal is carefully crafted and produced at the studios of Wessler Media. Mastering by Joey Gerwin at Orange Judio. Special thank you to all of our guests for being willing to share their inspiring journeys for this podcast. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe so you can get seasons one and two, as well as future episodes. If you want to learn more about the Pelotonia community and how you can make an impact on cancer research, see the link in the show notes or visit pelotonia.org. That's pelotonia.org.